I threw open the bedroom door. I can't feel my teeth, I said, an edge of panic in my voice. My husband looked up, startled. He was sitting up in bed, tapping away at a homework assignment on his laptop. What? Michael asked. I said, I can't feel my teeth. It was the strangest feeling, a numbness as if from Novocaine. I was struggling to talk, and I felt a little shaky. How would I eat? How would I teach? I was supposed to be giving a major talk later that week on my latest research. What was I going to do, get up on stage in front of hundreds of people and mumble as if I'd just had a cavity filled? Michael asked me to sit down. He tried to talk me through it. He suggested that perhaps I needed more rest and the problem would go away. Had I crunched down on something too hard while eating? Did I feel sick in any way? He picked up my hand and held it. What's going on? He asked gently. What was going on? Well, a lot. Our son, Leo, was almost three. As it is for many, the first few years of integrating new parenthood into an already busy life had been, well, challenging. I'd finished up a postdoctoral fellowship at Duke University and then landed my very first faculty position at the University of Pennsylvania. We relocated, purchasing a hundred-year-old fixer-upper in West Philly, which Michael immediately got to work renovating. Now, as an assistant professor, I had set up my own lab and was on the tenure track, an arduous process during which you are constantly asked to prove your worth and defend your work. I was engaged in the constant, all-consuming work of running the lab, writing grants, conducting studies, teaching courses, mentoring students, publishing. And Michael, who was working full-time as a computer programmer, had also started a demanding graduate program in computer science at Penn. I felt extraordinarily scattered, as if I was being pulled in all directions. At the same time, I felt I should be able to just handle it. Our lives were demanding, sure, but these were all things we wanted to be doing. When I went to the dentist, he said I must be grinding my teeth in my sleep. It's probably just stress, he said. Have a glass of wine to take the edge off. One night at bedtime, I began reading Leo his favorite book, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. A short section of this classic Dr. Seuss book was about wumps. The wumps went here, the wumps went there, the wumps did this or that. Halfway through the book, my son put his little hand on the page to stop me from turning to the next and asked, what is a wump? I opened my mouth to answer him and then stopped. I had no idea what a wump was. I was in the middle of reading a book, one I'd read aloud probably a hundred times, and I could not answer the simplest question about it. Like one of my undergrad students caught off guard by a pop quiz, I tried to salvage the situation, focusing on the page in front of me. What the heck was a wump? It looked like some kind of fuzzy, brown, lumpy thing, maybe an oversized guinea pig. Whatever it was, I had somehow completely missed it, even with my little boy nestled in my lap, turning the pages, saying the words. Oh no, I thought. What else am I missing? Am I missing my whole life? And if I was this way with my son when he was not even three, when he was safe and small and the parenting challenges were also relatively minor, getting him to take a nap, coaxing him to eat his vegetables, helping him find his favorite toy, then what was going to happen when things got really challenging someday? Was I going to be able to be there for him? 
It was ironic. I'd spent years as a devoted student of the human brain's attention system, and now the lab I ran at a top-notch university was entirely dedicated to the study of attention. Our mission was to investigate how attention worked, what made it worse, and what made it better. When the university's media team got requests to interview a subject matter expert on the science of attention, they called me. Yet now, I had no obvious answers for myself. I was distracted and unable to grab hold of my own attention. Nothing I'd learned in my professional life was helping me with the situation. I was used to being able to study my way to success, reading everything I could get my hands on to track down an answer, conducting research studies to glean scientific insights. This approach had gotten me far in life, my education, and my work, but it wasn't working now. For the first time, I couldn't logic my way out of a problem. I couldn't analyze or think my way back from feeling out of step with my life, as hard as I tried. I thought about what I could change to make things easier, 